1: From funding to finances, set up to staffing. The CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Music.
2: And welcome to Webmaster Radio.fm CEO coach. This is Jillian Music. I'm going to talk about some tough subjects today. We're going to talk about firing and letting people go and knowing how to do it well. If you do it right, it builds value for your company now and in the future. And if you do it wrong, it can be a serious detriment and liability to your company now and in the future. So at some point along the way, if you've hired someone, Chances are you're going to have to let somebody go while you're building a company. It's pretty tough stuff. Um, It's rare that the skill sets that you require early in a stage of a technology company are going to be the same skill sets that you're going to need later on. Sometimes that means you simply hire on new skill set folks and you you build on that, and the folks who are already working for you have another slot. But often, that becomes a little bit of a rub there, too. The folks you needed in the beginning may not have the serious in-depth skills, in other words, are lower-skilled folks than the folks you're hiring later on. First of all, you can't afford them in the beginning. You can later. uh, Things get larger and more complex over time, things like that. So it may be that the early hires, your very loyal, wonderful folks who put up with little paychecks or no paychecks, things like that, right, are not really the folks you need for later. So now the question is, do you let them go? You wouldn't be firing them for cause, but do you let them go, or do you find a new seat on the bus? The answer to whether or not, generically, whether or not you're going to fire someone or not whether you're going to let someone go or not, and those are two different things. FIRE kind of refers to let go for cause, and the other let go refers to let go for causes other than that employee's causes, right, which means a downturn in the economy, you don't need the skill set anymore, other issues arise, and so on. You may be moving your company, they don't want to move with you, and so on. That's let go. All right, now, the often the question is whether to do that or to find them another seat on the bus, something else they can do. And the way to tell the difference between whether you should let someone go or whether you should find them another job in your place, another seat on your bus, is by attitude. It's the same thing you should be focusing on when hiring. And we'll do a couple of sessions just focus on hiring practices and how to hire well. But when you look for letting folks go as well, you have to look at the, the um, flow of your community inside your company to determine whether or not this person is going to fit well with the future growth of your company. Once you set the tone, the uh, tenets by which you're going to build your company and the corporate culture, you don't want to change that. Now, it changes on its own over time as you grow larger and perhaps even as the focus of your company uh, changes, uh, perhaps as the customer base you have changes and so on. But the strong tenets by which you build your company, things that you believe in that are... um, agnostic to any outside sources. Those are the things you never want to change. The question is, does this person really fit that bill? So as we hire, we hire as well as we can. We hire for uh, fit. We hire for community. We hire for uh, esprit the core. We hire for all of those things, for the corporate culture and so on. But sometimes it just doesn't work. So If you actually have to fire somebody, it may be for the following reasons. One, they simply don't fit with this corporate culture. They have super negative attitudes and you're a super positive company. You have to step back one piece and say, is this a negative attitude or is this the very balance I was looking for when I hired this person because this person looks deeper into things, steps back and says, well, wait, 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 maybe not so fast maybe not so fast and it ain't going to work, are two different attitudes. So make sure that you know that you're hiring or firing, in this case, for attitude, not for a thoughtful uh, pushback on ideas that flow quick and fast at your office. The second thing, if you have somebody who's... Attitude, if you will. It can't be done. I won't do it. Uh, Somebody else, you know, they're just not getting on with the entire team and they're bringing the entire team down. This is not a resolvable issue right, something where you can figure out how to make people get along, right, and it's not your problem in communication, then it's time to let that person go. The second thing, of course, would be skill set. You no longer require the skills, and this guy's got to go because he chooses not to learn the skills. So that would be my first tip. Before you fire someone or even in the firing process, if you are letting somebody go because the skill set doesn't match what you need, then the first thing you do is offer to have them learn it. This person has a lot of time, effort, and power invested in your company, and you have invested a lot in this person as well. If the person is fitting into the corporate environment, the corporate culture is a positive effect on the group and so on, that's because you hired well to begin with. So this person has landed on the right bus. The problem is now you need a new engineering skill set or a new marketing or technical skill set in some other way. And this person doesn't have it. First thing you do, offer to send them to school. The second thing you want to look at is whether or not the the person may accept or not. And if they choose not to, then they will self-select out. But assuming they do, then you have to look at what that person can do in the interim. Now, not all of us have the budget to say we can just shuffle people around. The company may be very small. You may only have three or four folks, and again, this can be difficult. If all else fails and this person does need to go back to school or take individual classes or study at home and so on, and it's going to take more time than you can afford to keep that person around, Okay, and you've got a really small company, then it's incumbent on you to actually proactively assist that person in finding a place where they can make enough money, also learn the skill set, and then leave an open door for them to come back and join your company. In the meantime, you're going to have to hire somebody with a new skill set. Then what's going to happen? So you have to do it with a caveat. And here's how the conversation goes. Joe walks in the door. He doesn't have the skill set you need anymore. You're going to have to let them go because you only have like five, six people in your company or maybe even a dozen people. You just don't have the budget to float around and so on. And you say to him, Joe, we need this task done, and I don't think it's in your repertoire now or in your skill set now. How long would it take you to learn to do that and to do it really well? So hopefully you, again, as the manager, haven't waited to the very last moment to ask this person for it. Hopefully you saw this coming down the pike. All right. Now, the answer will come, it'll take me a few days. That's easy. You just get it done. You'd take me a few months. Now we have to think about it. It'll take two years. Not going to work. All right. So assuming that it's even a few months, you say, I really need somebody to get to do that now. That means we're going to have to hire somebody or outsource it right away. But I can't afford both your salaries at this time. Do you want to learn this skill? Do you want to stay with our company? Let's work this out. If the person says, yes, they're interested, then you find a way for that person to get the skill sets they need. The second thing you do is figure out how you're going to accomplish the costs of taking those courses and how you're going to outsource to get the other stuff done. As, again, the owner or manager, business manager and so on, it's incumbent on you to figure out where that budget comes from without simply uh, firing this person. If all else fails, be honest. Tell the guy, I can't afford all of these pieces, so... How about I help you to find a job while you're learning that skill set? And assuming you still have an interest in coming and working for us again, as soon as you've got it, we know we're going to have an ongoing need for it. Hopefully, it will meld in time that we need to add another one because I don't want to hire somebody on and let them go. Or I can just outsource knowing for 100% sure that you're coming back. So there's all the pieces, choices. The guy can learn the skill set or not. If he chooses not to, self-selects out, goes and finds another job, and you can give him good recommendations. Number two, the guy says, yeah, I'm going to go learn this thing. In the meantime, you outsource it until the guy's ready, and that way you let the outsource provider end the project or the job right when this guy's ready to come back. Number three, you hire somebody new into your company, and if it works out, that the guy you need to uh, learn the skill set who does want to come back and so on does that and is interested in coming back, and these are all very big ifs and maybes, right? Then at that time, if there's a spot, he would get preferential treatment. He's already worked for you. That's how you message it. You never simply say, gosh, I need a new skill set. You haven't got it. Ciao. The difference between the two is that you have supported your employee in their effort and willingness to learn new skill sets. Right? And trust me, it's a very tight community wherever you live and work. Right? Engineers will talk to each other. Designers will talk to each other. Employees in any rank or file are going to talk to each other and say, how do they treat you, how do they support you in growing in terms of personal professional growth and corporate professional growth? Balancing those two things makes all the difference. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the language of letting folks go during downturns. This is Jillian Nisik at CEO Coach.
1: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands.
2: Try My SEO Tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com, myseotool.com.
3: Your virtual webmaster frat house.
1: WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas.
3: WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: We're talking today about how to let folks go. It's one of the hardest things you're ever going to do doing it well means you'll build credibility and value for your company. Doing it poorly is going to cost you dearly, instantly, and in the future. So the first thing we talked about is whether or not you have to let somebody go. Obviously, if you've got a skill set issue, the question is, can the person learn it? How long will it take? How much money does it take? Can you afford to keep them on while it's happening? And those kinds of things. Based on that, you get choices and you get to discuss it with your employee and determine what's the best course. At all costs, if you have to let the person go. You've got to be honest about why you've got to do it. You haven't got the skill set and I can't afford to have you stay on while I hire out this other project. And of course, leave the door open if the person has all the right attitudes and is willing and going to go learn that skill. The second thing, letting somebody go simply because the passion is no longer there for that employee uh... i've run into that uh... where folks have been with us for a long time but you can tell over time the quality of the work the intensity of the commitment and the passion for the job is beginning to wane it's hardly a fault issue i mean you sense it because you're building your company and you know your passion is there and suddenly you see this other person just not given a hundred percent now it's an important thing from a legal standpoint in the United States, after you have a certain number of folks, from a professional standpoint, wherever you are in the world uh, and in your industry and so on, that you build an appropriate case. So the first thing you do is a warning, and there should be a second, and then there should be a third, you know, strike you're out kind of, you know, third one, you have the leaving conversation. So two warnings and then leaving. Now, how do you have these conversations about a warning? The first one is usually um, a review of the person's performance anyway. If you don't have standardized reviews, it's time. It doesn't matter whether you have one person working for you or 1,000 people or more. Standardized reviews and a standardized time is really important. I would do it twice a year with a once a year being a review of salary as well. So we're not going to get hugely into review processes, but this would be the first warning sign. Add a review you discuss with your Uh, employee the fact that you're seeing kind of a waning in intensity or a waning in their uh, passion for the business ask what you can do is it the particular jobs that they're doing do they want to learn new skills Uh, what's going on sometimes there's a personal issue and it will pass in which case knowing it's an important thing and you can help them get over it Sometimes, though, you will see that they begin to founder. You can tell from body language. You can tell from hemming and hawing. You can tell from the way they're talking to you. Help them to find new tasks in the office uh, as your business is growing. And help them to see their new opportunities. If there aren't, you can immediately, at that very first review, without waiting for the second one, offer them the opportunity to leave. Talk to them openly and say, look, have you considered finding a new place? I won't be upset. I know that you can't keep passion for what you're doing forever and ever. You need to learn new stuff. You need to grow. I get that. Have you thought about it? Now, this will bring them up and uh, open their eyes and make them stand up and take a look. If they're simply becoming placid and lackadaisical, It's important that they recognize that you think it's serious. You've just told them. You've offered them the door. Sometimes they'll accept it. Hopefully this won't take you by surprise because you've noticed that the passion has begun to wane. The second thing, though, is you're going to ask them for transition just as you would provide some severance if somebody has to leave your company without cause, of course. They haven't stolen from you. They haven't done bad things and so on. They're not being fired for cause and so on, but they're being let go because skill set requirements change or those kinds of things, right? Then you would provide severance. That means a certain amount of money paid to them so that they can get on with their lives and go find a new job without financial hardship. That's your obligation as an honorable business person. But the second thing is you're going to ask them to do the same thing back to you. You're going to ask them to give you a couple of weeks to train somebody new to do what they do or perhaps you don't actually require it. Perhaps you find that what they've been doing, whether, I don't know, writing copy for you, designing something, coding something, whatever it is, you can replace without their instruction to the next person, in which case you don't need to ask, and you can say, look, I can replace the skill set in a heartbeat. We're going to miss you personally and professionally. We've had a wonderful run here together and I do get that you need to go find new ventures. Great. Guys off, that was easy. It's less easy when the person says, you're going to fire me? right? They shoot it right out there. And you say, your, your first imp- impulse, by the way, will be, say, no, 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 no. And the answer is, don't say that. Right? Your answer must be measured you're going to fire me? The answer to that is, no, I'm not planning to fire you. I'm looking for ways so that we don't have to part ways. But I'm noticing that if this continues, we don't really have a future together. You've given really serious, fair warning. So once the guy or gal understands That whatever's been going on, you find to be serious and not a fireable offense, but certainly a parting sign. It means you will have to part company. Now you let the folks go back to their jobs, be very clear about what your expectation of good performance will be. These are the kinds of things I'm looking for, on-time performance of whatever, um, arriving on time in the morning, whatever the heck it is that's bugging you, that isn't working. You must list it carefully, and you should write it. You should write it down. You should hand it to the person or email it to the person later. Here's a write-up of our conversation review of... Your performance this time round. We'll meet again in, and you can give them a week, a month, three months, six months. You decide how long you're going to be patient as this person pulls around. My suggestion is, if you've had a performance review that didn't go well, in other words, the person wasn't doing what you wanted them to do, And you made it clear during that conversation. You need to send a write-up saying, these are the things we discussed. Here's what I'll be looking for, bullet point one, two, three, four. It doesn't matter how many, but be clear. And let's meet again in a week to see how you're doing. Don't let it even go more than a week. That's a critical tip. The reason you don't let it go more than a week is you've got this person's attention now. You want to see and you want to hear from this person in a week, and put that in the little note, right? I want to hear from you what you're setting in place to change the situation or to improve the situation or improve your performance, however you want to word those things, whatever's appropriate at the time. Okay? In a week, you bring the person in, you pull out this document on email or paper, whatever you've chosen, Right. You say so. Let's go over these issues. We had concerns with on-time performance, with uh, communication with staff, uh, with I don't know uh, submitting your code at the end of the day, whatever it was. Right. List off those things. So, how are you doing? What have you addressed? Uh, share with me. What are you putting in place? Do it in a positive tone. Help the person to understand how they can change things. Hopefully you've helped them understand that in your first meeting as well. Lay out the things you expect and any suggestions you have to meet those expectations. And you let the person go do it for a week. Then you wait for them to tell you, this is what I'm doing. If you're not hearing the kinds of things you need such as, I'm changing this, I've improved that, uh, this week I've had 100% performance on turning this in on time, reporting that, attending this meeting, who knows what it was, right? Big stuff, little stuff, anything. Okay. If you don't hear those kinds of things, but you hear more hemming and hawing or more obstacles and hurdles to achieving the results you're looking for that you know are dependent on your employee, not someone else, then you need to provide that second warning right away. Don't wait again for another month, six months, or a year. Give that second warning right away. We're going to take one more break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the final meeting and letting someone go with an appropriate segue to a new position and wording it well. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach.
1: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this.
0: Oh, yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day.
1: Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now.
2: As you know, being an expert at f**k...
3: <gasps> what did she say?
2: ...requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f**k?
1: November 16th, 2004. The beginning of WebmasterRadio.fm and its immediate impact on the internet business world. AdTech. AFCON. Search Engine Strategies. Conversion Conference. Search Bash. Affiliate Bash.
0: We bring you the most extensive and detailed trade show coverage coast to coast and worldwide.
1: Trade show coverage delivered your way. Download it on demand now.
0: On WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Now, spanning the
3: globe, yes, start your
1: search engine and put your servers into overdrive. It's Webmaster Radio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmaster Radio.fm, we're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on Webmaster Radio.fm.
2: And welcome back to the third portion of this very difficult show. It's about firing folks and doing it well. One of the hardest things you're going to have to do as a CEO and entrepreneur. I should point out that this show is difficult for me to do just thinking about it. It should be difficult. If you have hired well, the people who work with you work on a team together with you, not for you. Having to let somebody go is one of the most difficult things you're ever going to do, both emotionally and professionally. So let's get it done and do it well. It can get easier, but it never gets better. All right, third meeting. You've already talked to this person. You've had a review. You've explained what it is that you're concerned about. You've given them an opportunity to clean it up. You've met with them the next week. For those who are not reporting very clear steps to improving things, now is the time to let them go. Hard times. For those who are reporting that they're doing things to clean things up, Good. You watch, you monitor, and you ask them to write it down and send you an email before end of day after the meeting about their improvements. And then again, you tell them, let's meet again one month from today. So now you gave them one week. Now you're going to give them four more weeks, so five weeks total. Right? And let's see where you are. If you're finding that improvements are coming along the way, if things just get real cleaned up and everything's running and, I don't know, skill sets are learned and, and communication skills are learned, all of this stuff is good, life is good, you can jump in any time along the way along that month, pull them aside and just say, I've noticed things are going very well for you, congratulations, I'm delighted, your boss is reporting this, whatever it is. Okay? Make sure you encourage them all along the way when you see things going well. But if all else fails, whether they blew it on the first week because they didn't have responses telling you what they were put in place to make things better, or they're blowing it somewhere between the next weeks of the you know, for the next month and so on and now they've come back to you after a month. They tried but it didn't happen. Right? Even if they think it happened, you'll need to have a clear list of what isn't being accomplished and why you have to let them go. So you pull out notes from meeting number one, meeting number two, and any observations required before this third meeting. You can share them verbally with the employee, but do not give them to the employee. Okay. If the employee has things like emails from you already, and they should from meeting number one and two, the first one you sent to the employee recapping what your expectations were and any encouraging ideas about how to accomplish them, meeting number two, you asked them to send you back what they've put in place to improve things and so on. Now, if the employee keeps that, fine. That's good. You have them both. They don't need to be printed out, but you have access to them both. Reiterate what was said in each one. Here's what I suggested. Here were my concerns and what I suggested to clean them up. Here were your responses and about what you were doing, and I have noticed that And then, again, you list the concerns you have, whatever has not been accomplished, and you tell them it's time to part ways. So this should not come as a surprise to the employee if you did your job well. Be prepared with an outgoing package. The first thing they're going to want to know is severance. How much money do I get? The time frame, and it's always immediate. Now is the time Just say, it didn't work out, so you have to let them go. They don't stay to train the next guy. Remember, way back when we started this program, I said, if it's not firing but having to let somebody go for skill sets, that was a whole other issue. Go back and listen to that again. You'll understand how to manage that one. This one is, you have to let them go. It's not working out. The time frame is immediate. You want to be with them standing there while they clear their desk, or you have them go and do so with someone else, okay, watching as well, helping them to do so. References. They're going to want to know, can they get references? A reference is not a recommendation. Know the difference. A reference says, yes, they worked for me. This is the sum I paid them. This is the amount of time they worked for me. These are the things that they accomplished during their tenure with me. After all, you hired this person. Obviously, they've accomplished something, or you would have let them go in the first two days. So something happened. A recommendation says, gee, they were great and they had this skill set. That refers to issue number one in this program. They, they had all the skill set and they were great. Our needs changed or our time requirements changed or the person decided to, I don't know, go have a family or move or whatever it was, issues beyond the situation of the business itself. And you say, gee, we would have loved to. We didn't need them, but I would highly recommend this person. If you have need for that skill set, you just go for it. All right, so difference between references and recommendations. Be prepared with an outgoing package that tells them these things. Make sure that you're covering things like health care and so on. If you've offered it before, they're going to want to know how will they manage it later. Be prepared with whatever the legalities are in your country here in the States. We call it COBRA and so on so that they can go on and remain covered. Now, the last thing is to thank them for the service they've already given you. So, again, assuming they didn't just steal from you blind, in which case you approach them immediately in the middle of the room, wherever and whenever and so on. You don't have to go through any of these things. And you pull them aside and say, we need to speak immediately. You provide you know, proof of fraud and you let them go when they get out the door without them packing their own goods, right? Assuming we're going through the process we just talked about, thank them for the service they gave you when they did good work and encourage them to improve whatever it was, again, that you had on your list and wish them well. That's how you do it right. Severance package, time frame is immediate, provide references, choose whether or not you will recommend the person depending on the situation, circumstances under which you're letting them go, right? and thank them for the service that they did provide during the time they did well. This has been a real tough show. It never gets easy to let someone go. If you hired well, you hired them because you were hoping they'd be with your company all the way through to the end. So it's never easy. But you can do it well. You can build value for yourself. You can build long-term professional respect between yourself and the employee who has to move on and for those they will share this information with in the industry. You will be known as a good employer. It will help you hire better folks at better prices and longer-term relationships. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach, wishing you all well till next week.